Everybody, it's me and K and K, and we're back for the 13th episode, the day before April 13th, Friday the 13th, so um, things might get a little freaky up in her, um, but the good thing about this, you know, you know what, we're going to change it up a little bit, we're not going to have an MVP this week, because we talked about it, and we don't really know if we are feeling anybody right now, but... Um, What's good is baseball season is back. Started about two weeks ago. Um, and let me tell you, I'm excited. I'm real excited. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm excited for like a completely different reason than you because I love going to baseball games, but I don't love watching them. But I'm excited that they're back because now I have something to do with my friends. So, you know, the other thing is. I've had a great experience working as one of the in-game hosts for the, the Dodgers. Um, I've gotten a few games under my belt. Uh, it's super fun. The fans are really exciting. Shout out to Los Doyers fans. Um, and you know what the funny thing is? I've been to, I've done four games. My I'm doing another one tomorrow and Sunday. And every game that I haven't been at, J-Lo has been at. Brad Pitt has been at. Uh, Chloe Kim, the snowboarder, has been at, and I'm just like, do they, do they just not want to see me? Do celebrities just, they're like, oh, Emily's gonna be at the game. Let me not go. Like, what in the frick? Brad Pitt of all celebrities, what? Like, how do you end up at a freaking Dodgers game and I'm not there? Uh, uh, oh, it's so annoying. You're going to see people like you, you. It's an L.A. Dodgers game, so a lot of celebrities live in L.A. Wait, so I thought it was an Oakland like... Dodgers game. Good one. <laughs> like, your sarcasm is trash sometimes, man. I've mentioned this before. <laughs> anyway, like I said, you're based in Los Angeles, like we all know, and there's a lot of celebrities there, like we all know. So eventually, you're going to meet someone, or you're going to be around someone, and even when people are there, when you are there, people are there, and you don't even know sometimes. That's so true. Kyrie even told, told me, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's not even like, a, oh, I wasn't there. Maybe, like, honestly, if I was a celebrity I heard you were there, I would try to go every other day because I'm like, don't want to meet this kid. But one of them will be unfortunate enough to run into you, and okay. it'll be fun. Just a quick rundown on baseball. We're just, we'll just, I guess we can do this every week. Um, people booed our first guest ever on the show, Giancarlo Stanton for getting a platinum sombrero, which means five strikeouts in a game. Uh, he struck out five times in his first um, showing at Yankee Stadium. However, that the three of those five strikeouts came against Chris Archer, who is an all-star pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, and who also happens to be kind of cute. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, but he's also a nice guy, and he helps the community. Cool dude. Anyway, um, yeah, so they booed Giancarlo. Uh, <laughs> You know, whatever. He he's got, give him time. People go through loops, and it's also New York. Like people are gonna boo you whether you won the World Series the last year or not. Like you, people gonna are gonna be happen. aggressive. It's <laughs> just New York. That's the one thing I've noticed between LA and New York. It's not even about the fans, but it's just like New York fans are New York and Boston and Philly, whole other level. Like you, you could have just won the MVP and swept the Yankees in the World Series. Or uh, in the ALCS. Like, Boston fans are still going to, like, if you get five strikeouts, they're booing you. Like, doesn't matter. Um, so they booed Giancarlo. Uh, yesterday, the Red Sox and the Yankees got into a huge brawl. Um, they're playing the first game of their 
lovely iconic Wait, the dick, rivalry. do they actually fight? Yeah, the, brawl Can I just say, that's, no, 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 I was about to say that. That is my favorite part of a baseball game. And I've never fight? witnessed a scene. When they fight and everyone just piles on each other during the, it, it like literally everyone just runs and then just jumps each other, which you don't expect from baseball, but it happens often. And it's hilarious. They just all come out of the, like, I don't know. I, I love it's it. Called, Every time it's I called bench it. clearing. It's a bench clearing brawl. We, um, look at these terms that we're getting, guys. We're learning. I learned what a platinum sombrero is. And bench clearing, so bench clearing brawl, yeah. When um, basically the thing is like when they they I think they imposed a fine on it now, but it used to oh. be where no no no. Well, obviously if you get into a fight, you're getting thrown out the game, no no question. But the the dugouts, the people in the dugouts will come, but the people that are in the bullpens, like out in the outfield, it used to be like if it was a bench clearing brawl. You'd see the relief pitchers running across the outfield, like trying to get to the fight. Um, but I think now, that's like what I've seen because I remember looking online. Like I literally haven't seen this in person. I remember my mom said that she like used to happen a lot at Braves games. But I remember just like seeing videos of people just like coming from like all over and just like jumping in the fight. And like, what oh, the heck is this? The best part is when you see the relief. They put a there's a fine on it now. I'm pretty sure that like if you come out the bullpen during a brawl, you'll get fined. So like, but it used to be like. Bench clearing brawl. You see the relief pitchers like running across the outfield <laughs> trying to get there, and it's the funniest thing. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the Yankees and Red Sox got into a huge brawl yesterday. Um, Nolan Arenado, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, he is, and um, hopefully he can be a, a guest one day because I've interviewed him before. Um, but he he uh, he got into he created a bench clearing brawl. A pitcher threw at him, threw behind him. Basically, that means like the pitcher was trying to hit him. Um, and he was, and Nolan looks at him, throws his helmet off and runs and just like starts throwing punches. And then like, it was just, it was nasty. Um, so I, I love seeing those. I'll be honest. I do. Um, the Dodgers, I'm not going to talk about us cause we, we're, we're going to come up, you know, you got to go through a slump to, to be good, but yeah, we're just, we're not, we're not doing what's it looking like. What's your, uh, well right now we are four and six, I believe. Four and six, but look, we're getting we're getting out the way. Um, we're gonna make things happen. It's okay. We got time. Yeah, it's all right. Um, the Mets have their best franchise record in ba- the best franchise record they've ever had, um, and I believe they have the best record in baseball right now. They are ten and one. Um, so shout out to my former team. Um, the Braves are doing pretty well too. Um, and yeah, that's 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 you know your baseball wrap up. All right, I'll call. Oh, uh, and then and again, sports in general. Uh, NBA playoffs are about to start, and uh, <laughs> the Cavs are in. Um, and the Cavs, uh, per the Kardashians and Tristan Thompson, are having some problems. And I just want to say, you know about this 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 uh, this whatever's going on with Chloe and Tristan and cheating and all that. I am sure. LeBron James went to if you don't know Tristan Thompson, LeBron James are all they're both in the Cavaliers. Um, I'm sure LeBron, the leader of the entire freaking organization, who pretty much makes the decisions, even though he's not the owner or the GM or whatever, everyone goes to LeBron. Um, he probably sat Tristan down in the locker room by himself and he said, through clenched teeth, you better not bring none of your drama into the playoffs, <laughs> or else I'm gonna get. All of Cleveland on your ass. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone would be, like, if he, like, fucked shit up, everyone would be, like, are you, like, they'd be pissed yeah. off. Yo, he wasn't even on the starting, he didn't, he didn't even start yesterday in his game um, at Cleveland, 
And when they showed him on the Jumbotron for a second, he was just sitting on the bench. They booed him. And then there were people at, at, uh, at the game that had signs says, we still support you, Chloe. I was like, yo, yo, if I were LeBron, if I were that team, I'd be mad. I'd be like, I'd be like, look, look at the track record. You saw what happened to Lamar Odom. You saw what happened to Chris uh, Humphreys. Who else did she date? You saw what, like, James Harden, like, the 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 Kardashian track record with NBA players is shit. But his track record as, like, a person, like, it was just, that was just, like, a fucking train wreck ready to happen. Because, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did the same thing to his other pregnant. Yeah, he did the same thing to his pregnant um, girlfriend. People don't change. People don't change. That's, like, a thing that people keep on, like, talking about where, like, someone who, like, they cheated with gets cheated on and it's like yo like they're gonna keep doing it like it's not you're not special it's unfortunate i don't know i don't even like also you deal with you gotta know i mean i guess it's with the industry in general but and i don't know no no one has spoken out chloe hasn't and neither has tristan but like and honestly in the end like some people are like it's hard for me to feel bad for the kardashians okay I can see how it's like, you know, they constantly get themselves in these, like, these predicaments like this with, you know, but like, imagine being her, she just gave birth to a baby. Now, granted, she does have her whole entire family there, and they can pick up the pieces, they've done it before, um, and they continue to do it, but like, to be in your third trimester, literally give birth yesterday, and a week, this whole week, you figure out that your your fiance is cheating on you whether or not she knew it or not like that's just and then for people to be weighing in and you're trying to like holy crap now i'm entering this whole new chapter of my life where i'm a mother like people are like dragging her oh my and, like, gosh like like okay like people like like you said people are like i don't feel bad for her like i saw someone literally post on like her instagram picture they're like you deserve it you did the same thing and like honestly when it comes to the fact that he cheated with chloe on his pregnant wife it's like uh, not wife, pregnant girlfriend. It's like okay, like you, I guess you should have seen this coming. Not you should have seen this coming. It's like this guy has a record, and like it's a, like I don't know. It's a whole freaking to do because she was the che- one he cheated with, and then she got cheated on. But like, so people are like, I don't feel bad for you because of that. And like, yeah, that's true. That's facts, I guess. But like, if you watch any part of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I don't keep up with the Kardashians, but I know that Chloe has been trying. For such a long time to have a kid. Yeah. And just, like, imagine you finally are happy. Like, she, like, posted about, like, how she, like, wanted this, prayed for this, and now she finally is having a kid. You're about to give birth, and then you find out that he's cheating on you. There's videos everywhere. He's, like, kissing these two girls, and, like, while you're pregnant about to push out a life that you have to, like, care for with this person, if you're together or not, for at least 18 years. That's just, it's such, it's such a horrible situation. I feel awful for her. I think that's, like, I think it's such a, like, complex thing that she would probably be feeling because you have this child that you love that's in, that's a whole new world to you, but you're also, it's not as happy as it could have been because someone, like, really spoiled it, and the world's watching you intensely and knows, like, your dirty laundry and everything. Yeah, I mean, but that's their stick. That's it. That's, they... Their business is putting their, like, stuff That's out true. there. That's true. Okay. Um, and another person who is dealing with, who has been dealing with scandals and cheating like that in the spotlight is Cardi B, who just released her album. It's hype. Um, Kyra, you had some feelings on on 
what she was addressing and what she said in one of her songs, Be Careful, right? Right. I, like, listened to her song, Be Careful, which is a bop. Her songs are all bops. Everyone listened to it. But, like, yeah, in her song, she's addressing a song she was cheated on. It could be by Offset. It could be by someone else. But, like, I'm pretty sure it's Offset because it seemed like she stayed with the person. And it was, like, a warning, like, you cheated, and if you keep on doing this, you're going to lose me, and you'll, you might be rich, but you'll be, like, you'll have nothing. And so, like, it seemed to be Offset, because everyone found out a few months ago that Offset was cheating, and she stayed with him, she publicly stayed with him, and, like, we didn't really know her mindset on it, and then she released this album, and it kind of just kind of put me in a, I don't know, I've never been cheated on, so I don't know if I can speak on this properly, but I'm always very confused by, not confused, I'm very inquisitive by, like, relationships like that, where it's, like, in her, like, in her song, she talks about how, like, him cheating on her made her look in the mirror differently at herself and wonder what was wrong. And then she eventually realized that he was the one in the wrong. And I feel like that change in, like, relationship, that change in, that switch, I don't know how that can be mended. I feel like if you break something, like, trust in a relationship, I find it, I would find it very hard to just accept it and go back with them even with like chloe it's like do we know if she's gonna go back with tristan like they have a kid together now but he cheated and it's just like i don't know i'm not sure i it's always very it's a strange thing to me to think of that where you can be like so disrespected and hurt but then work on it and try to get over it i don't know do you think that it's possible to get over it i guess it is possible but do you think you would be able to do that put in that situation um, I, I, get, I don't know. I can't see. I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I literally couldn't tell you. Like, I can't tell you. I'm probably 50-50. Like, I might leave, but, like, because like, right now, me right now, being on this no guy thing, I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't got time for you. Nope, bye. <laughs> like, I would be out. I'd be out. But, uh... Me, maybe if I, you know, I guess whatever people chalk up love to be and, you know, infatuation and that kind of thing, if I'm in that and I'm just too, I'm too wrapped up, then, nah, goodbye. Yeah, I would still be like, uh-uh, goodbye. Because in the end, like, if, if, if somebody, if someone doesn't value you, like, if someone's, like, in the end, it's just they're not valuing, valuing you as a person. Exactly. Like, you, that's. Yeah, no. That's the thing, though, where, like you said, that's exactly it. They're not valuing you. But, like, that's easy for us to say. I don't know. I Like, I want to say in any situation, if you cheat on me, I'm done. I don't believe in cheating. I think it's one of, I think it's a very disrespectful, like, hurtful thing to do to someone that you love. I don't think you truly can love someone fully if you can do that to them. Personal perspective, I don't know every situation, and I haven't been in it. And, like, Emily and I are, like, we're both young we're both single and very unattached you know so like these people uh like like chloe she just had a baby with him cardi was engaged and it's just like well now she's I guess pregnant when, and now she's pregnant so it's like i guess with that that's when you're like okay well we're gonna like work this out and try to fix it but still like i just don't think it i don't think you can fix with like something that's that broken i'm not sure but people do all the time there are people who like have been cheated on and then still they get over it 
and like go to like therapy or something. I don't know. And also, have you been like noticing that there's a tactic in media now where people kind of get ahead of this, like, you know, they get ahead of the tabloids where they just admit it, acknowledge it, and then move on so that they aren't subject to like everyone's assumptions, like Beyonce did with Lemonade, Cardi did with Be Careful, and Chloe will probably do with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. What What do you mean? Like, where they. Where they get ahead of it? What do you mean? There was, like, scandal or whatever going on with, like, other people, like, getting cheated on. People usually remain very tight-lipped about it. You never really hear from anyone except for, like, outside sources okay. about the subject until, like, years later. But now, like, Beyonce did Lemonade, where she ah. was, like, completely, like, he cheated on me. Who does he think he is? Like, she, like, made us go through a whole freaking emotional range that ended in forgiveness. But, like, you know, we were up in that, like, oh, hell no. And then, like, Cardi, like, got ahead of it because, like, everyone was talking about it for a bit. And then she's like, yeah, this happened, and he needs to be careful. And then, like, but we're still together. They kind of, like, get ahead of it. I don't know. Have you noticed that? No, yeah. You got to wonder also sometimes. I don't know. I'm just just me being very skeptical. But, like, Lemonade and, you know what, Lemonade took, that was, like, a whole cinema, like, just everything about it from the cinematography down to, like, the, the symbolism of things she planned, then to the song, and, like, everything else coordinated with it, like, had to have taken such a long time to bring together. And I wonder, I wonder if she, like, how long did she know that he was cheating? One. Two, when did she find out? And three, did she, was she the one that broke that to the media and then was like, all right, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... I'm about to drop something on y'all. Like, I figured out, oh, I figured out you cheated on me? All right, Ah, I need to let my feelings out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This could be something. Oh, okay. (laughs) On the run tour? Okay, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, I feel like everyone's very clever, like, with, like, how to make profit now. So, like, if you're going through, if you're, like, that big of a star, you're going through a tragedy, you're like, what do I, I'm about to make bank off of this. And you're going to have to awkwardly hear this song become a bop. So... Something that we can never do if we got cheated on. So, like, honestly, if we got cheated on, it would just be, like, maybe a tweet. Um, we would, really wouldn't have, like, albums and shit. But, like, still, I don't know. They, I don't even know what I meant with I, by that sentence. But, like, uh-huh. still, they get back with them. And they had something, obviously, worth getting back together for. I don't know if I can do that. That's Cheating is really something I don't believe in. But, um, you know, all the best to their families. I guess that, like that's it also. If you have families, that's something that you have to think about their kids, which is something that's not even like in our he- mind like we don't have kids. We can't even think about it. Anyway. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking you got me thinking, I'm like, dang, you never know what's real and what's not. Now I'm like, what's what was planted and what was it? Like you now I'm sitting here thinking like what's real? Like, you know, I don't know. God, I hate this. I hate that we got this. Dude, everything that we receive, you can never know it's true. I literally never know. Like, you never, like, there's, I have never believed the, the story of there are 13, like, literally 13 reasons, like, 13 sides to a story more than I have, like, in the past year and a half. Like, there is always multiple sides to a story, not just two many sides and like you have to get every single one of them and then hope that they're also not lying to you and they also haven't colluded and talked about how they're gonna lie to you and get you like oh god <laughs> like it just hurts there's my brain. no way there's literally no way for you to just be like 
unless you're in it, there's no way for you to know the whole situation. Even if you hear from one side, because it's so, like, their side of it. Like, you just, we will never know. And if it's coming through the media, we really, really will never know. Because it's, like, they have a PR team that finesses exactly what you they want you to hear. Like, if something's going on, they're we're going to hear what they want us to hear. So, like, you will never, like, it's, I don't know. Like, everything, fake news, man. Okay, so, like, obviously, like, Emily and I are very, like, mixed up on that perspective. We don't really have an answer. And so, like, if you guys have any, like, ideas or insight on that or, like, what you feel, please, like, let us know. Tweet us. Leave a review. Leave a review. um, Leave a review. Leave a review. (laughs) Please. (laughs) But, um, yeah, let us know. I'm really curious of other people's perspective on this because – it's such a, it's so more complex than it is. It's not, it's, it's not black it's, and white. It's really not. It's not black and white. And I think that's because we're all human. And like, just, it's, we're yeah, human. I thought we were aliens. What? You're so good with this. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, burn. You've got me. Sorry. Okay. I, I hate your, I hate your jokes like that sometimes. I'm really starting to like it now because I hate it. Um, but we do have an interview coming up. Um, with Yosef Samuels, he is a midfielder for the Major League Soccer team that is like the MLB or like the NBA, but it's for soccer in the U.S. Um, Atlanta United 2, which is there's Atlanta United, the Major League Soccer team for Atlanta, but they have a sort of like a B team um, as, you know, you have the minor leagues for Major League Baseball and the majors. Um, there's Atlanta United 2. So Yosef plays as a midfielder for Atlanta United 2. He's from Ethiopia. Um, but he's been over here for some time in, in America. And he talked to us about, you know, why he chose to play for the U.S. national team, youth national team, compared to uh, playing for Ethiopia. And just different things on how he gets motivated. Um, and I think it's really helpful for, you know, us young millennials that are listening to this, trying to figure out our careers. Because in the end, it's synonymous, even though he's an athlete, that's a different career than most of us. He talks about getting motivated and staying confident in himself, and that's something that we, um, I know at least I, you know, struggle with sometimes and relate to. So, yeah, this is an interesting interview, um, an interesting take from a Major League Soccer player for Atlanta United. Take a listen. Yeah, I, I came here in 2007, and um, I, I moved to Atlanta, and we, I lived by uh, Emory. I don't know if you guys are familiar uh, mm-hmm. by College. Um, yeah, I've been living here since then, yeah. Did, I haven't really moved. Did soccer, was that the reason why you came over here? No, it's, it's not soccer. Uh, so I'm, I'm adopted, so when, uh, when I came here, uh, my parents adopted me and they lived in Atlanta, so... That's the reason I moved. So your brother came with you too then, right? Yes, yes. Um, one of my uh, my blood brother was with me the whole the whole time, and he, he moved here with me. When did you start playing soccer? Uh, I, I played, when I was in an orphanage, I played soccer um, for a little bit. It was, it was kind of like street soccer, and... Right. When, you, when you're in Ethiopia, you just almost you have to you almost have to play because everybody else plays. 
uh, in the school. Uh, we we always played in the school, and after that, when I came here, I joined the soccer team. Um, after like a year of being here, I joined a, a team by my house called Inter Atlanta. And so, what's your like for like soccer? What do you focus on? When I, uh, what do I focus on? Um, when I, like, for me, the more I practice, the more confidence I have. And confidence is, like, very big in sports. Mm-hmm. When you're confident, you're a whole different player. Right. So I try to, I, I try to do uh, a lot of practices and try to get myself ready for whatever game, even if there's a game. And, 30 days, I want to be ready now, you know, in case maybe the game is moved up to next week, you know, I, I always want to be ready, because you never know when you're playing sports who's watching, or what opportunity will come in your way, so I'm always ready. You mentioned... Yeah, you, you mentioned confidence, and I think of whenever you say that, now that I'm out in LA, I think of uh, Ibrahimovic, now yeah, being for LA Galaxy, and he was like, "You're welcome, LA." And I was like, "That yeah. <laughs> he is the epitome of confidence." Yeah, he has a lot of confidence, and it, it's just I, I realize, like I'm I'm realizing more and more, and what what how I can get more confidence, and um, what I need to do to just feel it that way, and it's. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's so much different just having confidence and feeling good and feeling ready and going into a game. So with that confidence, like, are you, you know, doing positive? I know because I took the sports psychology class and they talked about, you know, positive thoughts really help. Yeah. Like, is that something that you try to do? Like, you try to just, you know, motivate yourself through, like, you're going to get through this, you know, you're going to get better at, you know, shooting PKs, whatever it is, like, you're kind of just telling yourself positive thoughts, and have you seen that, like, come to fruition, like, it actually works? Yeah, yeah, it, it really, it really does, um, I don't know, if you, the, the first game I, that I played, uh, I remember my, before I went to the game, uh, because uh, I'm usually not a very confident person, mm. <laughs> like, I don't really, like, I don't like the attention on me or like if I don't like people talking about me. Uh. I just don't like hearing it. I just kind of want to move on. But at the same time, I realized before the first game, my friend called me and he was like, I can see you scoring (laughs) two or three goals. And and, and I I just started to kind of laugh and I was like, I don't know how the game is going to be. And he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm serious. You're gonna score. Just, just be ready. Uh, you're gonna score. And I was, I was like, you know what? You're right. This, this is gonna be my game, and I'm, I'm gonna score. And I just stuck to that, and I just had that on my mind. And during the day, I was, I felt, I didn't feel nervous when I even went to the game. I didn't feel nervous, and I was confident. Mm-hmm. And, and I got the gold. And I, I played very well. I think after that day, I'm like, this is how 
for sure be all the time. Right. It's such a it's such a journey to come to that point and realize that that's what you know like the negative thoughts you think that's going to push you forward, but it's actually the positive ones that are going to help you out. That's awesome that that, that actually happened. Yeah, it is, and it's like for an athlete, it's so it's a it's a weird situation because you you can't dwell on like anything or even negative or positive mm-hmm. things because if if you play bad today, you can play tomorrow and change the whole perspective on you. You know, and right. if, you, if and if you play great last week and if you play horrible this week, it just the only thing that matters is the next game, you know. You just gotta kind of uh, enjoy it. If you do well, enjoy it and move on. If it's bad, okay, and move on. Just right, right. I, like I know that whenever I get in those headspace, I always like use music or anything to kind of get me in that, get me going, and get me in that headspace. Like we're gonna win, we're gonna do well, or like. This game and ticket. What's your go-to song to kind of get you in that headspace? It's. I mean, uh, it kind of changes. Uh, it kind of changes because when I like a song, I play it until I almost hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, recently, I've been listening to a lot. Like since I'm in Atlanta again, and I've been started listening to like. Outcast or like old Ti songs. Mm-hmm. My brother was telling me like, why don't they play Atlanta music? Why are they playing Drake at an Atlanta game? Right. You need to talk to them to change it. And like before the game, um, last few games, I listened to like old school um, Atlanta or like or something like something very positive and upbeating that's what I try to listen to so you talked about how Atlanta obviously the Atlanta United is really new and compared to a city like Los Angeles that's about to get uh or LAFC that just uh started its inaugural season you know it's more it's seen as more of a international city why do you think in Atlanta since Atlanta United has started has had this strong fan base why do you think Atlanta United has such a strong fan base in a city that's kind of random for the MLS to be. Yeah. Um, you know, it caught everybody on, like, on surprise. And the thing is, they did everything on on the right time. Because remember, if you, if you remember to where the Falcons lost, how much, how much support they had and how everybody was so happy to be a part of that journey, even though it ended, you know, it didn't end great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Atlanta United came with with the same colors, and I think like the jerseys, the jersey colors are very important because Atlanta's like red and black. Right. It, a lot of places you see it's red and black. All our sports are like red and black. People love wearing the jerseys, even if they don't know soccer, because it just goes with the with the Atlanta, with the city. Yeah. Um, and they also wanted also Braves left Atlanta. Uh, right. 
That's awesome. I mean, yeah, compared to baseball, soccer definitely has a different, um, like, crowd, different, you know, obviously there's a name, you guys have your own names, like the supporters, um, and I think, yeah, you're right, you know, after the Falcons lost, the Braves were never really that good, and they moved out of Atlanta, Atlanta people were like, we need something else to grab onto, and that Atlanta United came at the perfect time. The sports everywhere, I'm like, you've been gone, but like, I've been walking around Atlanta, and I see Atlanta United like flags everywhere. It was yeah. even Atlanta the show for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like in Atlanta, we have so many different like people, people and uh, like there's so many Cubans, there's so many like Mexicans. Oh, it's so like diverse. And like if you go to the game, you'll see a lot of like. Mexicans, Ethiopians, because they all love soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, people from like other countries don't really, don't really like football or baseball that much. Yeah. And, but like for soccer, soccer is like most popular sport in the world. So, right. And at some point, all those people played it or watched it. Mm-hmm. So whenever they can, they all come out. It's so beautiful because you're just seeing all different type of cultures and different people at the game. It is a beautiful game because, like, obviously off the the pitch, you see, yeah, you see, and then sports in general, but soccer really, because it's so many different cultures coming together all at once for this one purpose. Um, Now, we did see that you are a Messi fan. Um, Unfortunately... I've always liked Real Madrid, so Ronaldo is my guy. Um, okay. <laughs> what is your reasoning for liking Messi over Ronaldo? Uh, I, I don't. I like Messi, but it's not like something I will watch and try to like imitate. Or this is this is not my idol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't really idolize like soccer players. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Um, but my thing about Messi and uh, a lot of soccer players say the same thing. It's like it's not somebody you look up to and want to do the same things that he does because the things he does sometimes are impossible. <laughs> the way, like, imagine you were sprinting with the ball. Like, imagine you're sprinting and he, and he can sprint as fast as you with the ball. And right. It's it's. I can't tell you how how hard that it is to go full pace with the ball on your feet, and and he doesn't seem to lose it ever. And it's just it's just crazy. And you can't it, if you just have that naturally, or you don't. Right. Yeah. You're right. It's like about talent. I assume. I mean, a lot of it. Is about hard work too, but like, and especially when he has his footwork, the footwork. Him and Ronaldo both do it, but Ronaldo kind of stops. Like, 
Messi can do it, like, he can sprint and he'll do his little footwork and then keep going. And you're just like, yeah. what is going on? That's the thing. Like, it's hard to defend that because if he stops and goes, like, with a full pace, he's going with a full pace and he hesitates and goes. Yeah. This gets lost because they can't, their footwork is not that good. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about, like, oh, he's going to stop. They don't, they don't know when he's going to stop and go. So usually soccer players, when they stop, the defender has a little bit more time yeah. to like, collect himself. And when they go, he goes. But when Messi does it, it's just the whole thing is so fast. It just it's so hard for players to keep up. And but I I, I also really like um, Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. But even though I think Messi is better, but right. I also like I, I love I love his dedication to the game and like if, um I kind I kind of want to be like that um, just be in the gym try to try to um, build my body to be like game ready all the time because he's like 33 or 32 and he still yeah. looks like a 25 year old yeah. like runs like it and very fit and I want to be as fit as possible you know, and you, you talked about obviously doing that is you have to stay focused all the time. And, you know, when you have to be on 10 all the time and, you know, always motivated, what do you turn to to, like, stay? I mean, I know you talked about positive thoughts. You know, you have songs that you listen to also. But is there anything that you turn to to kind of or look at and listen to, whatever it is, to stay motivated and stay focused? For me... Motivation is like coming to practice every day. Is you know, like you want to be the best. If if you you don't need other motivation besides being the best yeah. every day and week in week out, um, because in, in our team and every other team, when you play in a big team or and even professionally, the coaches don't care what you did last week. You know, it's mm. great we won, but we got to move on next the next day. And if I if I'm not mentally prepared and physically prepared for practice tomorrow, the courses would let me have it, and I wouldn't feel good being the worst. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, I always like you always just gotta strive to be the best in every session and every every game. So that's the motivation because I I don't know if I'm gonna be the the best tomorrow. You know, I practice or the best the next game mm-hmm. I just I have to work for that I can't just take a whole week off uh, even if Ronaldo even can't do that he can't just take a whole week off and come and do whatever he wants that's why he works every single day yeah if, if it was just that easy like they wouldn't ever show up to practice but they always show up practice and they're the best players there that's why they perform really good right now as far as taking a break that's kind of what u.s soccer has to do or is is trying not to do because they're not in the world cup um you know the fact that they didn't make it um the national team do you think that's going to hurt obviously the general popularity of soccer in the u.s and you know youth getting into it in the future in the next eight years I i don't think 
like a step back, but it's not like a step forward, you know? Yeah. That, that it could have been. Because I remember in 2014, like, when you went to, like, um, like any bars and stuff, there were supporting, there were mm-hmm. so many supporters that didn't know anything about soccer. Right. Wanted to support U.S. And it was, there's so many fans. And, and since 2014, the soccer has grown a lot more. And if we had, if this year, if we were playing in a World Cup, there would be a lot more people showing up to the, right. on the streets, even in like the, the bars and just supporting U.S. And that would, like, you know, that would push, like, um, the popularity in the, in soccer just higher and higher. Um, but, again, just like every, every year soccer here has grown mm-hmm. so fast and, That's good that they're uh, putting more time and effort into cultivating like actual quality coaches out there. That's awesome. Like, okay, let's put the best athlete, like, on the field. 
and they're going to just win us games. If we lose games, okay. But they don't focus on the technical aspect, like, or the longer, the long term. They're always like, okay, if we win, that's great. Like, that's what we're going to do. If, if we win, that's all, that's all we need to get out of them. It's not, if they don't know how to pass, that's, that's not correct. Uh. There's players who just push their way through. If I'm the biggest kid when I'm 13 and I can score goals, but I still don't know how to pass the ball, there's a, a problem. Because when I become a, uh, a professional or when I become like 18, 19, and like I can't pass. And there's players that are as fast as me, as strong as me, and I, I just get lost in the. But in Europe, the way they they um, teach soccer players is like tech, technique first. Mm-hmm. And everything they do, like they learn how to pass when they're eight years old, the proper way. And after that, if they have the other qualities of being fast or strong, that's great. Then now you can pass the ball, uh, you can control the ball properly. And you're fast. That's very dangerous, you know? That makes sense. And yeah. and you talked about abroad. They do certain things differently. And I'm curious to know, because you played for the U-20 team, the U.S. national U-20 team. Would you Did you have the choice to play for the Ethiopian national team, or was that kind of something that was already on the in the books for you? that you can, you know, get to the, we know we, you can get to the level of, you know, being, having the fortune to choose between one national team and the other. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that, go ahead. I, I say, I hope so. I hope I'll, I'll be able to. Positive thoughts. 
positive yeah. thoughts. We got that for you too. Um, I think that's all the questions I have, Kyra. You have anything else? Um, no, I think we asked all the questions. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right, thank you cool. so much for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. Um, if I'm ever back in Atlanta in the next in the you know during y'all season, I'll definitely make sure to come out to a game. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day and thank you so much again. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Um. So, what wasn't included in that in our, in our intro? Neither in our intro was um, in our intro either. Jesus, English. Um, was how did Yosef get on the podcast? Hmm. No, oh my god, Emily. Well, oh, you're Emily is trash right well, now. Guys, anyway, well, there's an app called inter- Bumble. Bumble that, that oh, oh I, you know what's lucky about this? Because I'm recording, the thing picks up my voice over yours. So you can Emily, keep trying to talk over me. They they connected through me? Bumble. They connected through what do you mean? Come on, guys, this is gold. Bumble. It's how it happens. You can get interviews through Bumble. If you ever want them, you know, Bumble. There you go. Kyra, tailgate guest, go. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh... Nothing will happen. Okay, so guys, um, I'm going to jump off a cliff right now because I didn't know who's supposed to freaking do that to me. Cool. Friends forever, right? I'm going <laughs> to – I joked about it on tw- on Instagram, but I'm literally going to fight Emily at some point. Um, anyway, guys, it's okay. the best time. It's Emily's favorite time because it's my tailgate. It's my tailgate invitee. Yay. The, bo- the ball out tailgate with E and K. Someone make us a jingle. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, I literally, like, most of my times I invite someone to the tailgate. Didn't really have an idea who I was going to invite until, like, this very Can you very get moment. to it? Good Lord. <laughs> what is she giving the whole preface? I am quitting. Anyway. <laughs> She's like, most first... of the time, I, I don't really know who I'm going to. She's like, just say who it is. I'm sorry. I don't come with a six-person lineup, like, ready for... Okay, anyway. The person I am inviting to the tailgate is KJ Appa. Oh, the lovely. Reason... Oh, Kyra, you're ridiculous. <laughs> he's the only person that's on my mind right now. Like, that sounds a little stalkerish. You want to know why like... he's on... No, you know what? You're the opposite of... You're the... Okay, you're not allowed. I, can, you, can know I you know what? You know what? As the person, the I'm the bouncer. I revoke his his invitation. He he can't oh, be here. Oh, we get to do that then? Because the rest of like <laughs> twenty BTS people <laughs> no. are gonna have to sit fucking out of the okay. Okay, no. KJ App is invited to my tail as my tailgate invitee because he's a cool dude. He's cool. Um, I love Riverdale. He seems really funny, and he's like. From New Zealand, his dad's a, a chief, a Samoan chief. So, yeah. And so I think that he has, like, a lot to offer. He's and a he's Samoan in cheese? What? Chief. Oh. It sound like cheese? Chief. Uh, you just, like, cheap? Like, it just didn't I, sound like a word. I can, I can like, yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I'm stuttering. I don't know what's <laughs> happening to me. I'm dying slowly. You're just hearing it on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a cool dude, and the reason he's invited is purely because he's in Atlanta right now. 
shooting the Hate You Give, uh, reshooting because Keen Lolly played his character and then he ended up being racist. Either way, he's shooting the Hate You Give, which is a great book. You guys should all read it. I really suggest it. Um, and so I've seen him in locations in Atlanta, and I just want to find him and be such a creep. But then also I want to be normal and not be a freaking stalker. So it's a very conflicting feeling for me. But either way, the way I would hang out with him, I guess, is... Okay. So either way, I guess, since I probably won't be hanging out with him in Atlanta, I will be hanging out with him at my tailgate because he is invited. And he can bring... I don't know. Freaking ribs. I don't think anyone is willing to bring ribs. He can bring the ribs. I don't think he's vegan, so I think that works. Anyway. Well, he, should, he should bring guacamole from Bar Taco where all those girls were stalking him. Uh, yeah, he can bring guacamole from Bar Taco because it's delicious. He was on, like, Amanda Sternberg. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Amanda Lassenberg. Amanda Lassenberg or something. It's, it's, okay. I pronounce that awfully. Something. He was for, on, I don't know. It's a really beautiful name. I just don't know how to pronounce it right now. But um, he was on her Snapchat, and they were, like, at Bartaco just chilling. And then you see her Snapchat, and he's, like, surrounded by fans. And, like, they're like, let's go outside. And he seemed really cool about it, which was really I think nice. he went outside. I wouldn't have let y'all – y'all want a picture? Okay, you're going to have to stand next to me. <laughs> I'm not getting up in the middle of my lunch to go take a picture with you outside and then create more fanfare? Uh-uh. No. Wait, they I'm really... Not, that was so obnoxious. I, why would you ever ask somebody to get up? That is so obno- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like the lighting's better outside. Can we go? Yeah. I and think he, and he just went. He seemed really nice. He, like, put his arm around them. He's like, okay, let's go. But, like, honestly, I feel like we should leave them alone and let them eat their food. If you want a picture, maybe, like, after when they're leaving. But, uh, yeah. So he can bring the bar taco guacamole, which is delicious. And, yeah, that is our tailgate invitee. I don't know... Who was all invited? We've added a lot of people. 13 guests, I guess. Anyway, I guess, I don't know. Emily, you wrap it up. I'm really, I don't know what's going on in my head right now. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you should do a Twitter vote. Uh, should Kyra get off the ball with Ian K? Yes or no? I expect 100% yes, because clearly Kyra doesn't know how to talk today. <laughs> oh my God. What is with Emily coming at me? This whole freaking podcast. She started okay. it beforehand. She was like, what's your attitude? I was like, what? What do you mean? What's anyway? Attitude. Like I feel like Emily doesn't notice. This is just therapy now. This is like you guys just get to hear us fighting. <laughs> I feel like Emily doesn't know when she's coming out dry as hell and giving attitude, and everyone in our friend group would agree. No, with me. listen to me. You listen to me. This. Let me tell you this. I know when I'm giving off attitude. Okay, so you must have known that you were giving off attitude. Yes, of course today. I knew. I just don't. I play. I like to play dumb. I don't know why I like to play dumb, but I do. I. For some reason, it's, I'm just inclined to play stupid. So I know when I'm oh giving God. off attitude. She just confessed to what I was saying. And, like, you would think me, me hearing her confess that she was being like that earlier would make it feel better. That just made me so much more annoyed. <laughs> 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 oh, you're the fucking worst. <laughs> anyway. Wait, yeah. I don't know. I just like to play dumb sometimes. Um, what? And make people anyway. feel crazy. <laughs> you do a great job. You succeeded. <laughs> Great job. Oh, my God. Uh, well. Well, anyway, this is in the 13th and last episode of The Ball Out. 13th uh, is an unlucky number. Let's, let's call it quits. <laughs> Kyra and I will probably get into a big fight. and pro- You know what? We should just stop. Just end it. <laughs> like in our fights. So I was like, well, maybe we should just quit it. Whatever. Okay, like, cool. fine. Cool. 
And then you guys wouldn't get to hear this shit every day. Um, okay. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Ball of Ian Kay. Um, I'm Amelia. I'm Kyra. And thank you for listening. Subscribe and, and rate and review, please. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. I know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard.